I think one of the important understandings that we have to have is if we go in with the mindset of this is just a hobby, it doesn't matter that much, we're not going to get great results. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode, episode number 24, the best thing I ever did to become a better speaker, really should be the best three things I ever did to become a better speaker. Today, for episode number 25, you have to treat your podcast like a business long before it is one. So at this point, I don't know, I think I've done close to 300 free podcast breakthrough sessions. And one of the things I see most often is people are treating their podcast like a hobby, but they want to get business results out of it. And I know in the beginning, it's very hard to treat your podcast like a business. If you're not making money, if there's nobody listening, I understand that, but it's just the mindset behind it. The mindset for many people is how do I put in the least amount to get the most out? That's not a sustainable way to grow your podcast. That's not a sustainable way to grow a business necessarily. It depends on what business you're in. So my goal today will be to take you through three different tactics and understandings around how can you start treating your podcast like a business and what are the things that we did early behind the scenes, but we're still doing behind the scenes today and they're the most beneficial. The things that we started five and a half years ago that we're still doing, the odds of them being important and valuable are very high since we're still doing them, where there's a lot of things we started at the very beginning of this journey that we just said, honestly, this probably isn't worth doing anymore. So I will go through those three today. All right. Number one, I was on the phone, aka Zoom, with somebody the other day. I did a podcast breakthrough session, and this person had been in real estate before. And I said, do you have any list of your listeners? And this person said, what do you mean? And I said, anybody who's ever sent you a DM, anybody who's ever shared your podcast content, anybody who's left you a review, anybody who has signed up to your email list, anybody who is, you've done a free call with, where are they all? Do you have any list where you have an organized list of these people? Where if you said, okay, I want to get a client today. I want to reach out and get a free client where would you go? And a lot of people, when I say that, they don't really have an answer. Totally understandable. Point number one, you have to gather data. You have to make lists. So in the beginning, when you're saying, you know what? I like this podcast thing. I want to find a way to monetize this, especially if we're in the coaching space, if we're in the product space, if we're in the service space, whatever it may be, it's going to rely on a lot of one-on-one conversations. So when I say gather data, this is what I mean. If you book a free call with me, your name will go on a list and it's just going to be people who have booked a free call with Kevin through podcast growth. You on that list, I will now know, okay, this person is a podcast listener. What I should do is I should go find you on social media and then follow you. 
and I should find you on Facebook and friend you. I should find you on LinkedIn and connect with you because I'm trying to form a deeper relationship. And if you see my content, you'll be more likely to listen to the show and pour back into the podcast and the community and all of that. A lot of us, we have people listening to the show, but we don't know who it is. We don't know who those people are specifically, and we don't know how to find out. And right now, the analytics in the podcast industry are not great. You don't know who's listening to your show. The best way to figure that out is to look on social media and see who is liking your stuff, who's sharing your stuff, who's in your DMs, who's watching your story. I have not found a better way for us or clients to figure out who's listening to the show. So your list is going to be, okay, all of these people have watched my story. Cool. All of these people have watched my story and liked my stuff. Okay. All of these people have liked my story. They've watched my stuff. They've attended a live podcast. Cool. And what you're going to realize is there are people that are warmer community members than others. So think about it this way. If you have 10 opportunities to connect with your listeners and there's somebody who has joined all 10 of those things. So they listen to the podcast, they've left you a review, they shared your content, you did a free call, they did group coaching, they're part of your Facebook group, they downloaded your free course, they attended a live event, they, uh, what else? I don't know, signed up for a freebie and they did something else. So they did 10 things, they did all 10 of the things you offer. You better believe that if you are going to try to get somebody to sign up for another round of group coaching or you're thinking about launching a new course or you're thinking about taking on a one-on-one -on -one client, the odds of them taking that position are much higher than somebody who just watches your stuff on social media. So the beautiful part of gathering data and creating some sort of prospecting list is when it comes time for a product or a service or a live event or group coaching, something that will create money, something monetizable, you'll know who to go to. I think there's this very interesting confusion in the podcast industry where the podcast is going to be the reason people reach out to give you money. The podcast isn't even really marketing. It's branding really is what it is. It's value add branding where underneath that is sales. So branding is raising people's awareness to your brand and adding value based on that. Marketing is reaching the market with your message. Sales is where dollars actually cross the finish line. So I think a lot of us as podcasters think, well, I have a podcast. I'm talking about what I want to talk about. My audience values that. The next step is money's going to come in. When in reality, most of us are going to have to practice sales if we really, really want to make money with our podcast. So number one, gather data. The people that are listening, the people that are liking, the people that are sharing, if you have a list of those people, the odds of you being able to eventually transition that into money is much, much, much higher. And even at a deeper level, maybe you don't want to make money with your podcast. Awesome. You still know who to reach out to, to just get feedback for your show, to say, hey, would you mind leaving a review if you haven't yet? You still have an, an idea of who the audience is. Right. So all it is, is you making a list of these are the people that I believe are listening to my show. All right. Number two, I've had many people come to me and say, Hey, you should have this person on your show, right? So say there's a controversial figure in the self-improvement industry that's going through something. Hey, you should have this person on your show or, Hey, you should do your content this way. Or, Hey, why do you do seven episodes a week? There's a big difference between winning in the short game 
and then winning in the long game. So when I say treat your podcast like a business, this is what I mean. Your business, if you're creating it, you don't just want to win today and then die. And that's how a lot of people are setting up their podcast. They're saying, okay, I'm going to get a sponsor and then I'm going to do these episodes and then everything's going to be fine. And then I'll get a bigger sponsor and a bigger sponsor and a bigger sponsor. You're not really setting yourself up for long-term success because you're depending on other people to pay for your show. Where if you set it up like a business and you come at it from the perspective of I have a product or a service, you're most likely going to be more successful. But there's a bunch of different things that you can think about when it comes to this. So the short game a lot of people are playing is I'm going to test it out and see what happens. And if I don't get X amount of downloads in the first month, I'm going to quit. That's You would never start a business like that. You would never start a relationship like that. That's not a great idea and it's not a great intention to start with. And it's really setting you up for failure. And there's a million ideas of short game versus long game. The short game might be why don't you do, you know, why don't you post five times a day on social media and then, you know, hopefully you'll go viral and then people will come over when a better use of your time might be building the business behind the scenes or practicing the way you're speaking. Hey, Kevin, Kim here. Just wanted to send you a video to say thank you so much for your help on creating the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. You know, I couldn't have done it without you. I knew you'd be lots of great help with the technical aspects of getting the podcast going, but you went well above and beyond that. You helped me with the strategy and you gave me all kinds of really great support. You know, I think the key to success in business is a great attitude and you have that in spades. You really walk the walk. So thanks again. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Even in the previous episode where we talked about not editing editing episodes, sending audio messages, sending video messages, those are all long game tactics, right? In the short game, in the first five episodes, if you make mistakes, yes, you'll want to edit your episodes. But in the long game, when you're on stage in five years, you'll be thankful and grateful you didn't. Audio messages. Why would you take the time to send somebody an audio message? Because I'm not really thinking about today. I'm thinking about a year from today where I'll be a better speaker because of it. A lot of us are making our decisions based on the short term. And when you're making decisions based on the short term, you're potentially taking that out of your long-term success. So there's a lot of people that'll do flashy stuff in the short term, but they won't be around in five years. And this is, this is really my thought around this. Anytime I start with a new podcaster and we're talking about the title of their show, we'll throw some names back and forth. We'll chat about it. We'll say, okay, how do you, what do you feel about this? Is this a 10 for you? And they'll say, yeah, that's a 10. Uh, all right, cool. Let me take a look and see if that name is taken. Oftentimes that name is taken, but the show is no longer in production. The show hasn't dropped an episode in two years. I'm not super worried about it. If you're around in five years, it's not going to matter if you have the same name because the odds are that show won't be around. And we can always add, you know, same name with Kevin Palmieri, right? So there's always a way to differentiate yourself, but it's just that fundamental that so many people are playing the short game. And if you don't get short game results, you're not going to be around in the long term. So ask yourself a question. When you're doing anything involving your podcast, is this so I will win today or will this help me win eventually? That's a really, really, really good question, right? We just onboarded two new people to our team. And in the short run, onboarding people onto the team is a lot of work. 
And there's a lot that goes into that behind the scenes. And in the short run, nothing really is going to happen from that. But in the long run, in a year and two years and five years, when we have 40, 80, 160 team members, that's when things really, really start to compound. So understand that just like a business, your, your first year is not going to be your most successful year. Your second year probably won't be your most successful year either. The goal is to grow year over year over year over year, but you cannot do that if you stop after year one. And a lot of people do. Right. Again, I always use that, that example, that story that I think we had 1,058 downloads our first year. This is our fifth year and we had 200 and we'll do 240,000 downloads this year, something like that. Cool. Awesome. Now that's us and it's different, but that's drastically more than year one. And in theory, next year, it should be close to double that. So that's what we are aiming for. So ask yourself, am I doing this for a short-term win or a long-term success? That's a great question to ask yourself. And the last one is, and this is a hard one, and I understand that, but the third point I make is invest. So what does that mean? I'll have a lot of people that come to me and say, well, you know, I was going to get a new microphone. I was going to get a backdrop. I was going to get a camera, but I'm going to wait until I make more money before I invest. I understand that completely. And in some instances, I support that. I mean, if money is tight, it's probably not the best use of your funds to go buy a thousand dollar camera. But I always try to reframe with the understanding of, okay, cool. If you're going to start a business, say you're going to start an ice cream shop, we have to lease the building. So $2,000 a month for lease. We're going to have to buy some sort of equipment. So say it's another $2,000 to buy it. We're going to work it ourselves. So we don't have to pay somebody. We're going to have to buy the product. So say it's another $500, right? So we're up to $4,500 that first month. We are investing into the business with the potential and goal to make money that at least covers that. In the beginning, a lot of us are holding back from investing because we're saying, well, I'll, I'll spend money when I start to make money. But unfortunately, in many circumstances, you're not going to make money until you spend it. Because who's going to listen to a podcast that doesn't have good audio quality? Now, at least good microphones are cheaper than ever. And good cameras are too. But you understand my, my example there. You have to understand that you don't have to spend a boatload of money. But you don't want to... You don't want to go in with the mindset of, I'm going to become as successful as possible by spending the least amount of money possible. There is, an, there is a smart way to do that for sure, but most of us are way under on that. We're, we're, I, I saw somebody the other day that said, I'm not going to sign up for a podcast host because I don't want to pay $12 a month, so I'm just going to drop my episodes on YouTube. $12 a month in the grand scheme of things is not that much money when you're building a business. That's not that much money, right? If that person is paying for Netflix and they're not paying $12 a month to host their podcast somewhere, that is a giant short-term mistake. In the short term, it seems like that's the smart thing. In the long term, they can't win that way. It's almost impossible to win. I won't say they can't. So where could you be investing more? Is it a new microphone that might cost 80 bucks? Did you go out to dinner last month that cost 80 bucks? Right, like really be honest with yourself because... A lot of us are holding ourselves back because we assume we can't level up our podcast a little bit because we don't want to invest. Now, I'm not telling you to go buy a $1,000 camera, a $1,000 mixer, and a $500 microphone. That's not the play probably yet. That's okay. But don't be afraid to invest in new artwork. 
Don't be afraid to invest in high quality music for your intro and your outro. Don't be afraid to invest in some high quality equipment to the degree you can afford. Uh, different services, instead of using Zoom, using a StreamYard or a Riverside, something that costs a little bit more money because it's going to create a better product. And that's the ultimate goal is how can we create the highest quality product without sinking all of your money into it? But it's just that mindset. It's that mindset that you're creating a business. And when you create a business, oftentimes it's going to cost you some money and that's okay. I don't want it to cost you all your money, but I don't want that lack of investment to be the thing that holds you back from potentially monetizing in the future. So three things. One, gather data, create lists. If I do a free call with you and I say, give me, give me the top 10 listeners you have and you have a list, you most likely will win in the long run. Number two, start making decisions more on the long game than the short game. That's what I would say. And then number three, do not be, inf do not be afraid to invest in persons, places, things, ideas, creations that will help you to succeed at a higher level. In the grand scheme of things, $12 a month is not a lot of money if you can find a way to make $1,200 a month, right? It's just, it's just not that much. But in the beginning, it can be scary. It can be overwhelming but do not allow that to stop you from growing and scaling and ultimately monetizing your podcast. If you have any questions on these, please do not hesitate to reach out. There are many other things when it comes to this, but I think one of the important understandings that we have to have is if we go in with the mindset of this is just a hobby, it doesn't matter that much, we're not going to get great results. If you are in a relationship and you say, well, this is my first relationship, it doesn't matter that much. I would not bet on that relationship succeeding. I'm sure you probably feel the same. Podcast Growth Nation, as always, I am offering free 30-minute calls to all of the community members. All you have to do is click on the link in my show notes, book a free time. I have one this weekend for somebody who has been listening to the show. Super excited to meet them. Again, I will not sell you on anything. My goal will be to add value as much as humanly possible. Next week for episode number 26, Goal setting for 2023 and determining your unique success. I had somebody reach out to me the other day and they said, I'm just discouraged. I'm disheartened because I don't know if I'm winning or not. And these are my numbers. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how well I'm doing. I don't know if I'm achieving my goals. And I sent this person an audio back and I said, well, you're doing better than most. Why don't you feel like you're winning? most likely because they haven't determined their own unique version of success yet. So since we're coming up on the end of the year, since we are starting a new year, I think helping to set some aligned, realistic expectations is valuable. So we will talk about that next week for episode number 26. As always, I love you all. I appreciate you all very, very much. Keep on podcasting and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode.